The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the EDM podcast number 118. This week, we discuss the history of the Best Dance Electronic Album Grammy, review Armin Van Buren's EP, and we induct DJ Cozy into our EDM Hall of Fame. This podcast is a weekly wrap-up of EDM news and some reviews. Plus, we started our own EDM Hall of Fame because, honestly, why not? And we go over Thump Magazine's greatest EDM songs of all time, from number 101 all the way down to number one. Before we get started, let's take care of a little podcasting business, because as always, the music for this podcast was written and produced by songwriter and producer Hey Joe C. You can find the full versions of her songs that are played here, along with the rest of her music on her SoundCloud. Also, we did a four-part podcast series where we went through all of her music track by track. It was quite possibly my most popular podcasting series. They were called The Evolution of Hey Joe C. My thought is that in the next week or two, I'm going to post those again. I'm hoping to do a fifth podcast as soon as I get the materials from her. Hopefully that will happen in the next week. Hopefully. Hey Josie is also a model and has a Patreon and an Instagram, so just click her links to all of her projects in this podcast show notes. As far as this actual podcast not concerning Hey Josie, there are a couple of other items that you may find interesting. For starters, this Friday, the Friday podcast will be a podcast highlight podcast where I take some segments from this past week's podcasts along with giving a preview of some upcoming podcasts. That will happen virtually every Friday. There may be one or two Fridays where it might get supplanted by something else. We shall see. However, that does lead me to a second item of business that you may find interesting. Starting this Friday, New Year's Day, I will have started my Patreon page. Actually, I will have made it active. I've actually had it for about a month. I just haven't gotten around to actually getting it really going after much thought about it. 
At this moment, I have a couple of tears that may grow. My suspicions are that it will. I may add a third tier, possibly a fourth tier. Like I said last week, the tears are not expensive because really they're podcasts. It's not like I'm throwing up nude photos or something where I'm going to charge you $100 or something. I save that for other people. As far as I go, I have two tiers. Tier 1 gives you all of the podcasts that you would normally find uh, wherever you're listening to this on. But you will also get a minimum of three extra podcasts per month, which are not going to be wherever you're listening to this on. Those podcasts on that tier will be the top albums podcast, the top singles podcast, and the top dance songs podcast. That tier will cost $5 per month. See, I told you it's not going to be that expensive. There may also be another podcast added to that tier. It depends on the month, but those three podcasts are guaranteed each month, which means that you will get a minimum of 47 podcasts per month on that tier. For Tier 2, you will get all of the free podcasts along with all of the paid podcasts that you would normally find on Tier 1, that being the top albums, top singles, and top dance songs. But you will also get an additional three podcasts per month. That tier is $10 per month. The additional podcasts will be the Top Dance Songs by Decade podcast, the Award Show History podcast, and the Music and Concert Venues podcast. There may also be another podcast or two added to that tier as well. Much like Tier 1, though, it will all depend on the month, maybe some special editions of certain things. But those three podcasts, the Top Dance Songs, Top Award Show History podcast, and the Music and Concert Venues podcast are guaranteed each month for Tier 2 only. As far as OnlyFans go, that is actually going to become a $10 per month subscription now, which will have the Tier 2 podcast. So for that podcast or that tier and the OnlyFans, you will be guaranteed a minimum of 50 podcasts per month. So there you go. All that for $10. Not bad, I would say. Uh, Like I said, minimum. There may be some extras thrown in there as well. I will post the link to all of that in the show notes. And even though next week starts January, uh, we're going to hold off on doing the 2020 year in review until next week, January 5th. Some people have been putting out their years in review this week or even last week, uh, mainly because they go away for the Christmas and New Year's. But honestly, the year doesn't end until January or December 31st, and a lot can still happen in that last week. Case in point, way back when, I think it was 2004, the Boxing Day tsunami happened after everybody had put out their years in review the tsunami being kind of a huge thing. This year, the Nashville bombing. Just saying, you know, this is what happens when you don't consider December to be a part of the year, people. Anyway, 
Let's get on with some actual music news, shall we? There wasn't a ton of it this week due to the holidays, but there was an award show this past week. DJ Mag handed out its Best of Britain awards. Those awards were for people only from Great Britain, not the Dutch, not anybody else for that matter, the French, the wherever you would normally find your EDM artists these days, America, bounced out, sorry, strictly for the British. So, with all that being said, Breakthrough DJ was Anne's Breakthrough Producer, India Jordan, Best MC Vocalist Gets, Breakthrough MC Vocalist Millions, Best Label, Kiwi Records, Breakthrough Label, To Be Real, Best Album, Hudson Mohawks BBHE, Best Track, Biceps Atlas, Best DJ, Shirelle, Best Producer, Hudson Mohawk, Best Compilation, Josie Rebel with Josie in Space, Best Remix, Edit, Floating Points, Bias, The Mayfield Depot Mix, Best Rap Album, Mixtape, D-double-E with D-O-N, Double or Nothing. Best Rap Track, Unknown T, Fresh Home. Best Music Video, Fortet's Baby. Best Solo Stream Series, Carl Cox's Cabin Fever. Best Multi-Artist Stream Series, Keep Hush. Best Virtual Festival, Defective. Best Radio Show, The One Extra Rap Show with Tiffany Culver. BBC Radio, One Extra. Best Soldier on the Scene, otherwise known as their Social Activism Award. That went to DJ Hype. Outstanding Contribution, Represent Radio, Innovation and Excellence, Sports Banger, and the Game Changer, The Grime Pioneer, Dizzy Rascal with Boy in the Corner, XL Records from 2003. This Friday is New Year's Eve, for those of you who have been in lockdown way too long that you've actually forgotten what day it is. Technically, New Year's Eve is Thursday, New Year's Day is Friday. But for some of you, that means that you will be going to parties and raves, uh, followed by the spending the month of January wondering why your cases and deaths have skyrocketed and why your city's back in lockdown. For the vast majority of you, you will be responsible, which means that New Year's Eve means getting together with people on Zoom, holding virtual parties, and watching a ball drop with footage of people partying, just so you can remember what those days were. There are some things to watch, though, either online or on TV, including Tomorrowland, who are throwing another virtual festival that you, of course, have to pay for. If it's anything like their virtual festival that they threw this past summer, it may actually be worth the $20 U.S. that you're going to have to put down for it. It's going to count down depending on your time zone, though, starting with Asia at 8 p.m. Asian time zone time. And I'm not quite sure if that's Tokyo or Hong Kong, since I believe there's an hour difference between the two. If they do it like the summer festival, that means that you can actually start watching it in the morning U.S. time if you click the Asia time zone link and then, of course, watch the European time zone link when that kicks in. And then you can watch your normal American time zone link. 
And that might not actually be a bad strategy since there are multiple stages with multiple acts that are going on at the same time. And I guarantee you, you're going to want to watch them probably at the same time. So either queue up a couple different screens and put them on there so you can watch them all. Or what you can do is if you actually bought the uh, Summer Festival edition like I did back when, then they sent out an email. You have until the 20, well, actually you have until never because by the time you hear this, uh, their early bird special will be gone. You could have, hopefully, have checked, gotten your email and looked at it and actually bought it because it would have uh, had allowed you to watch everything on demand, but only for 14 days. So up until January 14th, and you could watch it at your leisure, which might not be bad for some people who wanted to watch something else New Year's Eve and then wanted to spend the weekend catching up with all the other live streams. Tomorrowland.com backslash home is where you can find their actual uh, page. Uh, I will throw that in with the show notes as well. The Hacienda is doing a 24-hour live stream that is free for those of you who actually don't want to pay in order to watch something good this weekend. UnitedWeStream.co.uk is the link to that in the show notes as well. Exit is doing a whole day of archive festival sets that will be worth checking out, actually. Good to see the old archive footage. It won't be live, unfortunately, though. Unlike the other live streams, though, theirs are actually going to mix in not only EDM, but also rock and metal acts, so it might be worth checking out anyway. Uh, Go to exifest.org, not exitfest. I will throw that in the show notes as well. There will also be the usual New Year's Eve shows on TV, on CNN and ABC. Also, your favorite internet radio stations will be doing special shows, and I'm sure that your Twitch and YouTube streamers and stations will be doing things as well on there, like Insomniac, who haven't, I don't think, officially announced a festival, but I guarantee you they're going to do something. So, at least you'll be entertained this New Year's Eve if you are the responsible ones. In other news, Berlin Festival, CTM, is going to do their festival online in 2021 for the obvious reasons. No word as to when exactly it's going to be held, but so far, the artists who are slated to perform are Nina H., Board Lord, Marianne Hobbs, and Dina Abdel-Wahed. Or Wahed, I should say. The New Leeds Festival, the Newsome Park Open Air Festival, is, quote, going to happen on July 10th, end quote, at least according to the organizers. The festival will do rapid COVID testing on site. That could be interesting and probably delay the line like crazy. So be prepared. Sven Vath. Jamie Jones and Moody Man are slated to perform on that festival. Congress finally passed a COVID relief bill after having it since literally September. 
well, okay, they sort of passed it. See, in that original bill that they did pass was the Save Our Stages Act, which has, quote, $15 billion U.S. in dedicated funding for live venues, independent movie theaters, and cultural institutions, end quote, at least according to an email from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The bill also had a provision that would have made it a felony to operate an illegal streaming platform. Unfortunately, it did not include the HITS Act, which would have let people deduct their production expenses on their taxes, much like the movie and TV industries enjoy. Why they hate music, I don't know. Supposedly, though, it will be passed at some point in 2021. Fingers crossed. Uh, My thought is probably not. It'll be the usual political BS. Unfortunately, though, after all of that actually happened and the bill went to Donald Trump's desk, um, he didn't sign it. So no one as of right now gets the help that they so richly deserve and need, to be honest with you. And lastly, London's mayor announced a 1.3 million British pound fund for the creative industries in the boroughs of Croydon, Hounslow, and Lambeth. The fund will be rolled out between April 2021 and June 2023, providing opportunities to more than 225 Londoners and a further 120 employees with a particular focus on supporting women and black, Asian, and other minority ethnic people. This week, we're going to talk about the Best Dance Electronic Album Grammy. The award was handed out for the first time in 2005 as the Academy finally realized that there was more to EDM than just a bunch of dance pop artists. It was also a reaction to the fact that the best dance categories kept going to dance pop artists, virtually locking out relatively popular EDM artists of the time like Daft Punk, The Chemical Brothers, The Crystal Method, and such. As it was, two dance pop artists have been awarded this award. Madonna's Confessions on a Dance Floor beat out Gold Frapp, Paul Oakenfold, The Pet Shop Boys, and Zero Seven in 2007, while Lady Gaga's The Fame beat out The Crystal Method, LMFAO, David Guetta, and The Pet Shop Boys again in 2010. A few dance pop artists have been nominated a few times, but have not won yet. The aforementioned Pet Shop Boys have lost twice, and Robin has lost three times. As far as actual, legit EDM artists who have won the award the most, well, that goes, of course, to Skrillex. 
who's won it three times, twice as a solo artist and once as part of his partnership with Diplo as Jack Yu. The Chemical Brothers have been nominated five times and have won twice. Dead Mouse has the record for most nominations by a legit EDM artist without a win with three. When the award first started, it was known as the Best Electronic Dance Album Award. In 2012, it became the Best Dance Electronica Album Award, and in 2015, they went back to the original name but switched it around, so now it's called the Best Dance Electronic Album Award. According to the Academy, to be eligible for the award, the album has to be a dance album that has electronic instrumentation of at least 51%. In other words, dance bands that play their own instruments like Chic, let's say, for example, won't be eligible. Also, the album can't be a compilation album or a remix album, which rules out any of those state of trance albums that Armin Van Buren puts out even if all of the artists have original music on it. The first award in 2005 actually went to Basement Jacks, who beat out The Crystal Method, Paul Oakenfold, The Prodigy, and Paul Van Dyke. 2006 saw the Chemical Brothers win their first of two category awards over Fatboy Slim, LCD Sound System, Kraftwerk, and Daft Punk. 2007, we already talked about only about a minute ago. 2008 had the Chemical Brothers winning their second award, beating out LCD Sound System, Tiesto, Justice, and Shiny Toy Guns. Normally, the category has five nominees. In 2009, though, they went to six, but for that year only. 2009 was also the year that the dance pop crowd dominated the nominations. Brazilian Girls, Cyndi Lauper, Kylie Minogue, Moby, and Robin were nominated, but Daft Punk ended up winning it for Alive 2007. We also spoke about 2010 a couple minutes ago. In 2011, the category went back to five nominees, where it's been ever since. That year, LaRoe beat out BT, The Chemical Brothers, Gold Frap, and Groove Armada. 2012 was EDM's coming out party at the Grammy Awards. It was billed as the year that the Academy supposedly gave respect to the genre, but really they wouldn't until 2014 when Daft Punk won Album of the Year for Random Access Memories. 2012 saw Dead Mouse perform with the Foo Fighters to end the award ceremony, and Dead Mouse being nominated in this particular category for his classic album Four Times Four Equals Twelve. Also nominated were Cut Copy, David Guetta, and Robin. Grammy voters, though, went with Skrillex's classic Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites, which was not a bad choice, actually. Skrillex also won in 2013 for Bangarang over Steve Aoki, The Chemical Brothers, Dead Mouse, and Cascade. In 2014, not only did Daft Punk win Album of the Year for Random Access Memories on the strength of the song Get Lucky, it also won in this category 
Beating Out, Disclosure, Calvin Harris, Cascade, and Pretty Lights. 2015 saw the awards start taking a turn from nominating the mega-DJs and going to some of the lesser-known artists in the public eye, at least. It wasn't an immediate switch, though, as Royksop with Robin and Dead Mouse were nominated again. But Lil Dragon and Matt Zoe were nominated as well, and Aphex Twin, not known by the Instagram influencers in 2015 at that point, won the category. 2016 slid back to the better-known DJs as Disclosure, the Chemical Brothers, were nominated again, with Skrillex and Diplo's side project, Jack Yu, winning. However, little-known Caribou and Jamie Double-X were also nominated that year. The last few years have been very eclectic for the award, with a mix of some industry vets along with some more not-well-known names. 2017, for instance, had vets Jean-Michel Jarre and Louis Vega getting their first nominations. Other nominees that year were Tycho, Underworld, and the eventual winner, Flume. In 2018, Electronic Pioneers Craftwork finally got some respect and won the category over Bonobo, Muramasa, Odessa, and Sylvan Esso. In 2019, unless you followed EDM, you really didn't know who John Hopkins, Sophie Tucker, Sophie, Toki Monsta, and Justice were, but all of them were nominated, with Justin, Justice winning. In 2020, the Chemical Brothers beat out Arab, Apparat, Flume, Rufus Soul, and Tycho. As far as the upcoming awards go for this coming ceremony, which will be held on January 31st, the nominees for the upcoming Dance Electronic Album Grammy are Arca with Kick One, Bauer with Planets Mad, Disclosure with Energy, Catronata with Bubba, and Madeon with Good Faith. While you're trying to figure out who's going to win this year's upcoming award, consider the fact that most EDM artists don't really put out albums anymore, which narrows down the choices so that the more obscure artists have a better chance of getting nominated, which honestly is great for dance music. My biggest fear, though is that the Academy already realizes this and will kill the category just like they did to the best disco recording category, which we'll discuss next week. It is time to do some reviews for the week, and almost every single one of these, with the exception of one, is worth buying. The other one's not bad, though. It's worth playlisting. First, fresh off the heels of releasing his State of Trance album, 
Armin Van Buren, the Trance Master, has released a new EP. Euthemia is a seven-song EP that has contributions from Duncan Lawrence, James Newman, Sherry Short, Robin Vane, Jake Reese, Avalon, and Garibay. All of the songs are on it are really, really good. So if you want to end the year with some really good trance music, I would definitely buy this EP. Tycho has a new remix album called Weather Remixes. These eight danceable electronic remixes are done by Satin Jackets, Christopher Willits, and Com Trues, among many others. It's a great version of the original Weathers album that he released in July of 2019. This remix album is definitely worth your money, as is, I might add, the original Weathers album. By both, you will be pleasantly surprised. MoMA Ready has a really cool house album called House, and that's spelled H-A-U-S, Psychology. These seven house songs bounce perfectly and aren't the type of house songs that bludgeon you to death. Instead, they seduce you to the dance floor. This one is also worth buying. Romanian dance pop singer-songwriter Inna has been around since 2008 and has 21 albums, EPs, and remixes to show for it. Her new album, Heartbreaker, has 10 songs that are severely auto-tuned. Despite that, though, the world beats and the great songwriting more than make up for it. This is a solid effort of an album. I wouldn't buy it per se, but I would definitely playlist this album and then buy it if you like it. But all the songs are definitely worth playlisting. And Resident has a new EP. Definition has five house songs. Bishop helps out on Remember You This Way. There's also Artifacts, Finders Keepers, In Veins, and Want It All. All five songs are very well done with great production that make this EP better than the vast majority of those cut-and-paste house music EPs and albums that are out there right now. So I would definitely buy this EP. Back in 2003, a Dance Music Hall of Fame was formed. It was started by John Parker of Robbins Entertainment. He enlisted the help of a few other industry vets, and they held an annual dinner in New York City. They split the hall into artists, records, producers, DJs, remixers, and non-performers. They started off okay with a bunch of disco artists, but the hall only lasted for two years before they stopped inducting people. Well, yours truly is bringing it back. 
sort of. I am starting my own dance music hall of fame, only I'm expanding the idea. This hall will be known as the EDM Hall of Fame. My criteria will be for any inductee as follows. First, it's anybody who's been in the EDM business for at least 10 years. That means vocalists, DJs, producers, remixes or remixers, and record labels. It also means that your more popular guys from the 2010s, like the Chainsmokers, will not be eligible for a while. Got to be around at least 10 years in order for me to consider you for a Hall of Fame. Second, we'll concentrate on what people know as EDM today. Trance, house, trip-hop, dubstep, etc. However... We're also going to induct artists who were either part of what was considered EDM in the 1980s and 90s, i.e. techno, synth pop, Eurodance, certain dance and R&B, New Jack Swing, Freestyle, Big Beat, or who influenced EDM, genres such as disco and funk back in the 1970s. We're also going to induct albums, songs, and technology that were important to EDM and had an impact on EDM. This is, of course, my Hall of Fame and not an official one, so my opinion is strictly mine. It would be nice, though, if someone finally did do an actual dance music Hall of Fame and put it somewhere. Anywhere, Europe, New York, doesn't matter, just do one finally. Let us go to the land of the Autobahn and Oktoberfest for our next inductee. Stefan Kozala was born in Flenberg, Germany, but first made his name in Hamburg as a rapper of all things. While he was rapping, Cozy, as he was known by, started DJing and, of course, producing. He's done projects like Adolf Noise and International Pony, experimenting with all genres of music. He's been voted DJ of the Year numerous times in many publications. Songs from his 2018 release, Knock Knock, ended up on or near the top of at least seven Best of the Year lists. Cozy has also won Best Electronica Downtempo DJ at the 2018 DJ Awards and has played Coachella, Tomorrowland, and a ton of other major festivals over his career. Cozy was also one of the most respected DJs in the game to this day, which is impressive for someone who's actually been in this game for almost 20 years now. DJ Cozy inducted into our EDM Hall of Fame. (laughs) 
Back in July of 2017, Thump Magazine, which is part of Noisy and Vice, made a Top 101 Best EDM Songs of All Time list. I'm not sure how this list came together, but it looks like it was put together by the writing staff. As such, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to disagree with the list, including myself on occasions. I have said before that Thump's list can be seen as a hipster list. You know, we only like the songs that no one else has ever listened to. This next song could be considered part of that vibe, but at least it's a good hipster song. Rapper Young L was part of the Oakland rap group The Pack back in the last decade. They were signed to fellow Oaktown hip-hop maestro Two Short's record label after Two Short heard the Pack's hit song Vans about van sneakers. Side note, by the way, MTV refused to play the original version of the music video for Vans until they edited out a word. That word, by the way, being Vans. See, MTV didn't want to put up songs that promoted brands, even though MTV kind of did it all the time. Go figure. Good thing Run DMC didn't do a music video for the song My Adidas. Also, it's yet another reason why MTV just needs to die at this point. In any event, the pack put out a few mixtapes and two albums, then, much like other acts, everyone started doing solo stuff. One song that Young L did was called Loud Pockets. Now, enter Scottish DJ Ross Matthew Burchard. Stage name, Hudson Mohawk. Hudson was one of the Lucky Me Collective, then formed tonight with producer Loonies. Hudson did the remix for Young L's Loud Pockets and totally transformed it into a very minimal rap mix and gave it some really good beef to chew on, complete with some insanely good hand claps. The song and the remix are definitely worth checking out. Hudson Mohawk's remix of Young L's Loud Pockets Thump's 86th greatest EDM song of all time. It is time to go over the EDM charts. Let's start off with the granddaddy of them all, Billboard Magazine. Top Dance Song, Surf Mesa and Emily's ILY. Top Dance Album, Lady Gaga's Chromatica. Top Dance Streaming Song, St. John's Roses Eimenbeck Remix. Top Dance Digital Sales Song, Bee Gees with Stayin' Alive. Reason being, there's a documentary on one of the streaming services about them that I hear is good, although I haven't checked it out as of yet, but I will this weekend. 
at least this upcoming weekend for New Year's. The top dance mix show airplay song is Tate McRae's You Broke Me First. And the top dance club song, well, it's still Diana Ross's Love Hangover 2020, which it will be until clubs officially open sometime in the year 2025. Or maybe 2030. Who knows at this point. As far as Apple Music goes, the top dance album is the Sol Sol Orchestra's Christmas Jollies. For obvious reasons, it's Christmas week. Everybody's cranking up the Christmas tunes. However, the top dance single is St. John's Roses' I'm in Beck remix. Not a Christmas song, shockingly. On the electronics chart, the top electronics album is C418 with Minecraft Volume Alpha. Yes, Minecraft. Just in case you were trying to figure out if video games and music were just a fad, they're not. The top electronic single is Hollow Dive Idol Project with Blue Clapper. On the Beatport charts, the top overall song for another week is Vintage Culture and Elise Legros with It Is What It Is, the original mix. The top Afro house is Pablo Fierro with Reincarnation original mix. Top bass house is Habstrat and Mala with Riot Gear original mix. Top big room is Will Sparks, Bingo Players, and Felguk and Fafakwa. I should say, with Devotion 2020, Will Sparks' extended mix. All of those songs, by the way, were number one last week as well. Here is a new number one. Top Breaks, Left, Right, and Aelin with Beg, original mix. Top Dance Electro Pop is actually the same song again. It is Diplo and Sonny Federo, or Federa, with Turn Back Time Extended Mix. And I say same song again, even though they weren't number one last week. They were number one two weeks ago. So there you go. Deep House, Groove, Cloud Extended Mix is the top song there. Top DJ Tools, Croatia Squad, The Vibe Acapella Tool, 126 beats per minute. Top drum and bass is Clinical and Ways with Framed Original Mix. Top dubstep is Zed's Dead and Peekaboo with Power Original Mix. Top classic Detroit modern electro is Detroit in Effect Stick Up Original Mix. Top electro house is Yolanda Be Cool and D Cup with We No Speak Americano, the 10th anniversary edition. Top Electronica is Sasha and Frankie Wah with Haunted Original Mix. Top Funky Groove Jack and House is Cheesecake Boys and Crazy Ibiza with My Lips, the Cheesecake Boys Deeper Mix. Top Future House is Side Piece with Together Extended Mix. Top Garage Baseline and Grime is Sosa UK with Your Love Extended Mix. Top Hard Dance Hardcore is Darren Styles and TNT with Wonder Extended Mix. Top Hard Techno is Alignment with Sensory Deprivation Original Mix. 
Top House is the top overall. It is the vintage culture in Elise Legros. It is what it is. Club Mix. Top Indie Dance is Maceoplex with Cinemax Original Mix. Top Left Field Bass is J. Kenzo, Sabab, Warrior Queen, and LSN with Systematic. The J. Kenzo and Sabab Remix. Top left field house and techno is Radio Slave, Stay Out All Night, Original Mix. Top melodic house and techno is Kristoff with SFB, Original Mix. Top minimal deep tech is Jaden Thompson with Closer, Original Mix. Top new disco and disco is, for yet another week, Disco Junkie with I Like to Party, Original Mix. Top organic house and down tempo is Bross, R O, and Victor with La Caminata, original mix. Top progressive house is Ein Music and Stereo Express with Endurance, original mix. Top Psytrance is Emoc, Vinny Vici, Martin Weiss, and Off Limits with In and Out. Liquid Soul Remix. Top Reggae, Dance Hall and Dub is Wiley, Sean Paul, Stefan Don, and Idris Elba taking the number one spot again with Boasty Original Mix. Top Tech House is Don't Blink, Vibration Extended Mix. Top Peak Time, Driving Hard Techno is Charles D. USA with You Original Mix. And top raw, deep, hypnotic techno is Kai Van Dongen with Weekend Jam version 2. Top trance is Signum and Scotty Mac with Coming On Strong, the Reorder Extended Remix. And for yet another week, the top trap, hip-hop, and R&B song on Beatport is DJ Fix. Drop Top Original Mix. And that is it for the EDM podcast number 118. For more music podcasts, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Castbox, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, Hubhopper, OnlyFans, and Patreon, all under Music History Today. Audio engineering and editing, video editing, writing, narration, catering, basically everything is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com. Our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, etc., etc., Look for them all under Music History Today when you search for us there. If you would like to support this podcast, our paid OnlyFans can be found at OnlyFans.com backslash Music History Today. And our Patreon can be found at Patreon.com backslash Music History Today. We are also on Twitter at Music History Day. And you can find us on YouTube and Spotify. Just search for us under Music History Today. Thanks for listening.